Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. It is good to see you here this morning. And uh, if you are new here, we just want to say a huge welcome again to you. It's always a privilege to have guests with us, and we just want to say we love you, we welcome you. Relax, just enjoy what God might want to speak to you today about. Um, and we pray that you walk away just refreshed by God's presence this morning. Uh, today is a good service. There's a few things going on that are a bit out of the ordinary. Uh, so put your seatbelts on uh, and just enjoy what God's going to do. We are going to start with something a little bit light. I'm Since becoming a, a dad, well, my wife is pregnant. So uh, I know. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, grandparents. Um, we uh, thought we should start with a bit of a dad joke every, every week, or a dad-type joke, so I don't have an excuse to tell corny jokes. All right, so I'll, I'll give it a go. Let's see. Last week's joke I'm still recovering from, if you were here last week, um, so, which wasn't by me. It was, uh, it was open mic last week, so, um, so <laughs> no, we, we love you, Bron. We love you. All right, so one Sunday morning, a mother went in to wake her son up and tell him it was time to get ready for church, to which he replied, I'm not going. Why not, she asked. I'll give you two reasons, he said. One, they don't like me, and two, I don't like them. His mother replied, I'll give you two good reasons why you should go to church. One, you're 54 years old, and two, you're the pastor. You don't need to be sarcastic. Don't need to do that. If it's a natural laughter, let it flow, Joel. Don't need to be demeaning over there. All right, the second one is this. I'll give you a second one, just in case the first one didn't really uh, tickle your fancy, whatever that means. This one's dedicated to Ben and Jade, our newlyweds, who, um, again, we love having you back. They're glowing, they're happy, they just done an RV trip across America and they're still happy, which is great. So they survived. Shortly after tying the knot, a young married couple started to argue over who should make the coffee. Being a good Christian woman, the wife went to the scripture for her husband. She said that the Bible specifically stated that men should be the ones to make the coffee. Puzzled, the husband asked her what, where in the Bible it said that, and very confidently the wife opened up her Bible and said, it says it right here, Hebrews. <laughs> Did you like that? Did you like it? Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Hey, tonight's going to be a fun night as well. Uh, we have our celebra- uh, volunteer celebration. And um, yeah, it's going to be a very enjoyable night. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so good. This morning, for a few minutes, uh, we just want to continue our series on revival culture. And this year, God's been doing something significant in our church when it comes to revival culture. We've been seeing great miracles and a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We believe it's just the start, and we're just going to pray that God continues to increase uh, what he's doing in our church family. Can I hear an amen? Because yeah. uh, that's his heart. He's, he wants to increase. It's just a taste test right now, that God wants to pour out his spirit in power and freedom and liberty and all the great things that his kingdom is. Last week, um, I spoke about how revival culture is a culture of gratitude, and I just want to do part two of that today for a few minutes, and we're going to be sharing some st- uh, statistics in a couple of minutes. Yeah, we can turn that off. Thanks, Ryan. Um, you can probably hear the fan in my microphone. Psalm 100, verse 4. I'm just gonna, if you look to the screen, you can turn there if you want, but I want to read from the message translation. It says this in Psalm 100, verse 4. It says, Enter with the password, thank you. Remember, remember I talked about when I was a kid, I had my, my, uh, my kids' club. Kids' club's the wrong word. We had our, our base, we had our fort, and you had to know the password to get into our fort. 
and because we were so Christian, it was me and another pastor's kid in town. It was JC Club, Jesus Christ Club. You had to put your fingers through your hair at the same time, and that's what got you into the door. And it was no girls allowed, and uh, it was great. So enter the password with thank you. Talking about God's throne room, make yourselves at home talking praise. How have you gone this week talking praise? Who have you talked praise to this week? Who have you sat and I gave you homework to sit at the dinner table this week and to talk with friends or family just for half an hour about things you're thankful for and to see what happens? Thank him, worship him, for God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and ever. How amazing is that? Enter his courts with thanksgiving or enter his courts with a password of thank you. Who wants to live a life in God's presence? Okay, so it's very simple. The way you live a life living in the presence of God is by entering every day through the word thank you. The more you say thank you, the more you're going to see God's presence fill your life. And I want to be someone who lives a life full of God's presence. I want to bring heaven to earth. You know, what's our mission as a church? Our mission is this, on earth as it is in heaven. If it's not in heaven, we don't want it. <laughs> That's our normal. If there's pain in heaven, okay, we'll have pain. If there's no pain in heaven, no pain here. No sickness in heaven, no sickness here. No division in heaven, no division here. You know, no, no sadness in heaven, Let's get rid of sadness here. Let's let the Holy Spirit fruit flow in our lives here on earth. And as a church, let's be really protective over bringing heaven to earth. For a few minutes today, I just want to speak about some things that I'm grateful for this year. They're going to be talking about the attitude of gratitude. So why don't you turn to your neighbour and say, I've got the attitude of gratitude. I've got the attitude of gratitude. I've changed gratitude to gratitude. It seems to work. Let's have the attitude of gratitude. Again, I'm saying tood. I know it's tood, but I'm going to say tood. So for all the people here who are very detailed, don't be like, it's attitude. It's, 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 today it's tood. Okay. Attitude of gratitude. And I actually encourage you to finish the year by writing a list of things you're great, grateful about. Because this is what happens. Statistically, this is really interesting, biblically, statistically, 10% of people say thank you. So only one out of the 10 came back to thank Jesus. Yeah? So when the lepers were healed, only one came back. So as a church, statistically, usually only 10% say thank you. Are you the 10% or are you the 90%? How good are we at living in lives of thankfulness? Every staff meeting we have, uh, part of our internships here is we uh, welcome our interns into our staff meeting every week here. And there's one in particular, all of our interns are amazing, one in particular who every single week would stop at my desk on the way out and say, thank you, Pastor Benaiah. And it was Beck Herbert. Every single week, like you just, everyone's like, oh, it doesn't surprise me. And to the point where it was such a standout to me, it, just, it was just a little bit of a refreshment for me throughout my week. And I never even said anything to her to write at the end. But it's just like, thank you for imparting something. And I was just like, that's okay. But in my spirit, I felt refreshed. I mean, all of our interns are great, but I was just, that stood out to me. And I just, I just thought, you know, as a church, how good are we? Are we the 10% or are we the 90%? Yeah. Are we good at actually stopping and saying thank you? Yeah. Saying thank you to people who have imparted into your life. Saying thank you to people who have given to you. Saying thank you to our volunteers every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. You know, every, every week you come into here and there's normally clean carpet. The seats are set out. Somebody does this. It's not invisible angels. It's, it's earthly angels, it's people who have said yes. It's people who are sacrificing. 
we can't take things for granted. And, and, and often we take things for granted because we're so used to it. We're used to the worship the way it is. We're used to the preaching the way it is. We're used to our, 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 our volunteers. We're used to, and we just get so used to it that we, learn, we lose the art of thankfulness. And all it takes is going you know, to another church, um, not in town, but somewhere else in the world, so, you know, going to a place where they don't even have a building and it's just dirt on the floor. Or, but going to situations, we heard about Beth Gallagher's testimony last week where the girls that she's ministering to in Cambodia, the fact they got Bibles. And they were like screaming with joy. And we're like, oh yeah, we've got like 40 translations on our phone. New version, it's just that anyone can, it's easy. Like, and we don't value it. Because it's common. Yeah. And I just want to raise up a church family who is so thankful. Yeah. And so today I want to speak for a few minutes about things that I'm grateful for. And I pray that you take it into your heart that you will be someone who is a 10%. Because I'm choosing to be the 10%. Yeah. Charlie and I are choosing. Um, we're disciplined with this. It's not an emotional reaction. We will always be the ones... God help us, who will say, stop and say thank you to the Coles checkout chick or, or sir. <laughs> I was a checkout chick for years, so um, <laughs> literally I was. Buy live in Senia for years. I, <laughs> you know, the person at the petrol station who all the tourists have been rushing and abusive. And, you know, who's the one, who's the one that says thank you? Because God is in the thank you. And please, please, I know it's simple, this. But when you get the deeper revelation of it, it changes everything. God, the password to his throne is in the thank you. How amazing is that? God, I don't sense your presence as much as I do. Well, how's your thank you? How's your gratitude? How's your attitude of gratitude? Turn to your neighbor and say, attitude of gratitude. Yeah, it sounds good. I like that. I don't... Attitude of gratitude. So a couple of things I just want to say, I just want to share my gratitude for this year. And then tonight, we're going to really just um, thank all our volunteers. You guys are amazing. Um, we're going to put a dinner on for you and just bless you. But this morning, I just want to take a moment and model this for you. So there's a lot of things I'm grateful for this year, but I want to start with this. I'm so thankful for the kindness of God this year. And in your Bibles, if you've got your... Oh, actually, let me read this. We'll turn to some script. You can turn there if you want, but Romans chapter 2, verse 4 says that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. There's a reason why I'm not up here preaching fire and brimstone. Yeah? Hey, it's not my style. It's not what I'm called to do. I will preach repentance. I'll preach Jesus, but I'm not going to scream you into the ground. I used to do it when I was youth pastor in my early days. It doesn't work. It just guilts people. The Holy Spirit is the convictor of sin. Yeah. So we, I find this. Push people to see the beauty of Jesus or, or, or point them is a better word. Like John the Baptist pointed people to Jesus and let the Holy Spirit do his work. I'm so thankful this year for God's kindness. God's kindness this year in particular has led me to repentance many times. God uses people in my life to teach me unkindness, but also to teach me kindness. My wife, for me, is a great example of kindness. I live in a world, a very thankless world, pastoring is mostly putting out fires, but my wife is somebody who will always speak life over me. And by the way, wives, do that. Your husbands need it. And husbands do it for your wives as well. But we need to be people who speak kindness. I'm so thankful that God speaks kindness over me. I'm so thankful that God is kind to us as a church. I'm so thankful that we're blessed. I'm so thankful that we have a great church community. I'm thankful that we have you know, finance to be able to do working bees and look after the place. And, and we have a great kids team and a great cafe. We're just so blessed across the board. And God's presence and his goodness has been good to us. His Holy Spirit has been so kind to us this year. He's been so faithful. He's helped us. He's done miracles. He's, he's helped people be healed and set free. He's done what we can't do. He's used imperfect vessels. Me and you. He's used us this year. 
You know, in our brokenness, he uses us, he, he loves us, he forgives us, he's faithful to us. Well, even when we're unfaithful, he is faithful. And this year, you might have had some moments of valleys. You might have had some moments where you've really fallen over and made some mistakes. You might have, and God says, I'm still here for you. I still love you. My grace is still sufficient for you. Even when you're weak, my power is made perfect for you. You know, I sing over you a song of, of in Zephaniah. It says that he, he sings over you. God is singing over you. I wonder what his song is. It's a song of liberty. It's a song of joy. It's a song of freedom. Why is it we encourage you to come to our Christmas services with your unsaved family? Because I'm going to be sharing about the, the love of Jesus. And maybe they might not listen to you because they're too familiar, but maybe they'll listen to some weirdo like me. Sometimes that's how it works. And so when it comes to this morning, I just want to say thank you, Father God. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for not expecting that we are, you know, got it all together, but in our brokenness, you help us and you use us and you, you acknowledge us and you love us. Can I hear an amen? amen? And in your heart, even now, I'd encourage you to say thank you, Heavenly Father. Just say thank you in your heart to him because he is so worthy of all the praise, of all the honour. The second thing I want to say I'm so grateful for this year is the sense of family in our church community. And if you have your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Look, let's look at that together for a second. Hebrews 10, 24. We're going to finish today's service with some statistics and some things to look at, which would be good, good for us to just to enjoy together. But I just want to take this moment. It says in, in uh, Hebrews 10, 24, it says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, I've been in church my whole life. I know what it's like to give up meeting together in my heart, to go, I don't want to go to church for this season. Some people do that. They just go, oh, I'm going to go to the beach on Sunday from now on. Yeah. They miss out on community. They miss out on corporate blessing. But it says here very clearly, it says... It says, find ways to spur one another on to love and good deeds. Uh, this year, you know, we, we took on the church 18 months ago. And we spent, spent the first 12 to 18 months intentionally speaking about being a church that is open to new people, that is inclusive of new people, that is a growing family, that is a place where when someone comes into our church, it isn't clicky Christians. Now, there are many churches in the world full of clicky Christians. I get the same coffee with the same person in my same seat. Oh, someone took my seat. Oh, my goodness, the devil is real. And it's like this small mentality, and it's not kingdom, because we have all of heaven to enjoy Christians' company. Earth is the chance we have to actually include the orphans, include the widows, include those spiritually who have no inheritance, and to say, you are part of our family. And we've spent 18 months now, and you've heard me harping on and on and on about this. And about six months ago, I said to Charlie, I feel like we're getting it. I feel like our church family is good at looking after new people. I feel like if I'm in here, and often I am, doing ministry after a service and there's new people outside, that our church family will look after them. Ah, oh, I'm so grateful, Heavenly Father, and I'm grateful for the openness of our church, that we are a friendly church. We travel for six months across America visiting churches, all denominations. I reckon two churches were welcoming, friendly, inclusive to a place where it impacted us. 90% didn't even say hi to us. And it's because we can be spiritually great as Christians, but socially awkward. Yes, right. So heavenly minded that we don't know how to talk to somebody. Yes, yeah. And by the way, it's easy. Just ask them questions. Yeah. And it might not be spiritual questions. It might be about the footy. It might be about Christmas. It might be about the weather. It doesn't matter. It's connection. 
We have to be good. Jesus was so good at this, wasn't he? He spent time with the sinners. He spent time with those who were outcasts. He spent time with those who weren't the Pharisees, those who knew the Bible, those who said the right things, those who were in church every Sunday. No, no, he knew how to spend time with the ones who didn't deserve the time of Jesus. And the disciples said, what are you doing, Jesus? Don't give us a key, it's your time. He's evil. Don't give that. That's a sinner. That's a tax collector. Jesus is like, what are you talking about? It's more fun hanging with them than hanging with a Christian sometimes. It actually is. Because some Christians are weird. Hey, don't be a weird Christian. If you are weird, I'll tell you from now on. I've decided. Stop being a weirdo. Jesus was both God and man. He knew how to have dinner with the prostitutes and tax collectors. But he also knew how to have the most spiritual God encounters with his disciples. If he can do it, we can do it. If that offends you, good luck to you. All right. The third thing I just want to take a moment and say thank you for is my beautiful wife. (laughs) It says this. Let me me read this. And this is actually a really holy moment. I just want to... It says this in Proverbs 31.28. It says, Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. We're so blessed in our church with my wife. We call her Pastor Charlie. What you don't understand about Charlie is this, and you think you get it, but you don't, is that she has such a heart for God. She's a prayer warrior. She consistently goes to the bedroom, puts worship on, and just enjoys the presence of God. She works two jobs. She works full-time as a high school teacher, and she works full-time as a senior pastor. And I'll tell you how. And she doesn't get paid as a pastor. Every morning, nearly every morning, to the point where I get concerned, she wakes up before school and meets with someone to disciple them. She goes to school and often full-time, she does things after school for school, and then most afternoons during the week she'll go and she'll do things for church. She'll come out here and do meetings, she'll come out here and plan things like sisterhood, like tonight's event, she'll meet with teams, she sits down with our executive team and she talks about pastoral issues, trying to work out how to help people, doesn't get paid for this, and then eventually she comes home. And then on Sunday she preaches, she runs sisterhood, she gets up here and ministers, on Sunday after church, often she'll be on the altar here. People will be getting ministry, getting tears. She'll be there counselling them, loving them, embracing them. She pioneers. She's the busiest, hardest worker I know. And she never complains. She never gives up. She never says that's enough. And on top of all that, she's pregnant. And every pregnant person here or a person here who's been pregnant knows how much energy that takes. She's six months pregnant now, Nelly. There's a baby holiday growing in her. Yeah? And that's a big job. <laughs> Look at this head. <laughs> be praying for her. In three months, she has a big appointment happening. Let's be praying for her. Look at this head. Hey, but if it's a girl, girls have small heads too. If it's a boy, who knows? Let's just be praying. I want to take a moment to praise her. We are so familiar with Charlie. So many people are familiar with her. Because she's young as well. But she works so extremely hard. And I just want to make sure in your hearts and in my heart, we really take time to honour our senior pastor, Charlotte. Because, Because nobody I know gives what she gives. And she carries, yeah, she carries. But I I say this, I I say say this just to say, and the biggest thing she does is she's married to me. And that's a lot of work. (laughs) Her biggest ministry, and she actually seriously told you this, is ministering to me. Yeah. 
I get emotional about it. Because people in the congregation don't have a clue about what pastors go through. And she doesn't know. I knew. I grew up in a pastor's family. I know a little bit of the sacrifice. It's all new to her. So she's every day learning about this, learning about people, learning about disappointment, learning about victories, learning about people backstabbing you and after you put years in just leaving because they get upset about something stupid. And I have to sit there going, I know the pain, but she's learning it. Now, I say all that to say this. She's graced. She's anointed. She has a good heart. We're going to take some time off in January. We deserve it. I'm so, like, open. We deserve a break. We deserve a break from everyone. I'm going away and my phone's off and I'm not speaking to anyone. Apart from God and apart from her. But I want to honour you, Charlie. And I want to to praise you and I want to say thank you. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for your your love. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for working 80 hours a week and no one sees it and you just give and you give and you give. And I know right now you're a little bit tired, but we want to say we love you and we honour you. Yeah. <laughs> it is good. It is very good. And you're going to make an amazing mum. I'm very blessed to have you as my wife. I'm punching above my weight, as they say. And I'm pretty heavy too, so I'm punching pretty big. <laughs> Can I just ask our interns to come up, our interns from this year? Come up here. Let's just stand over here. Yeah. Um, I just want to just, I'm so grateful for these guys. And again, tonight we're going to be thanking our volunteers, but these guys go, they've given one one day a week this year to just serving the house of God. And, um, and that's a big deal because they could be working that one day. Yeah. They're a motley crew, aren't they? Especially the two guys here. Uh, the girls are lovely, but look at you, look at these, look at these guys. Paddle pop wine on the end. We've got uh, Ed Sheeran over here as well. <laughs> but we just want to say that we just so appreciate you guys. We, we love you guys. Thank you for all your hard work this year. Um, tonight they're going to be helping um, serve the volunteers so they won't get a chance tonight to be thanked so I just want to just say from Charlie and I, we just honour you thank you for saying yes, thank you for giving, thank you for sacrificing a day a week of paid work for a lot of you to just serve the house of God thank you for your teachability Um, in 1 Timothy 4.12 it says, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young but set an example for the believers in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. And I just want to speak that over you. And um, we do have some gifts for you. Um, if Pastor Joel can just grab that and, and Charlie. Um, I wonder what they are. Hmm, let's see. Um, There's also a card written from us. And, and um, yeah, we just, we just say, we just, oh, there you go. Your card fell down, Ryan. No, no, you take your time. What I'm going to ask is, can our board, can our board come up here for a second? Um, we just want to pray for you guys. We want to just pray for you and just declare God's blessing over you in Jesus' name. It should be great. <laughs> So why don't you just put your hands towards these amazing interns for a moment. All right, Father God, we honour you. We thank you, Father. <laughs> Father, we just thank you so much for these amazing interns. We thank you for the blessing that they've been to our house. We thank you for their sacrifice. We thank you for their open hearts. And right now, Holy Spirit, I just pray your blessing upon them. I pray your anointing upon them. I pray your power upon them. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that as they go forward into 2020, that you would open doors for them. God, that they would see blessing and breakthrough and the anointing of God resting upon them. 
Father, we just right now declare your favour. We declare your anointing. And Lord, we just say we're so grateful for these amazing young people, these young adults, and for all they've given. In Jesus' powerful name, amen. You guys can sit down. Thanks, guys. Um, and I get the board board stay up here. Um, I just want to take a moment as well. Again, so tonight for our volunteer red carpet event, it's going to be put on by our board, our pastoral team, and our staff. And it's where we want no volunteers to do anything. Everything's going to be done by our staff and our board just to honour you and say thank you. So I wanted to say, though, for you guys, I want to honour you in this moment. Um, this is our church oversight. Um, if you didn't know that, now you know. These guys are amazing. They, have, they oversee our church um, spiritually. They are oversight financially. They actually look after our church. Uh, we have AGMs. We have audited um, minutes and things like that. Our, fi- our finances every year are audited externally to make sure we're above board. And these are the guys who make sure that everything is in line. It's good to have accountability as a church. Um, and so I just want to just say, you guys are incredible. Let me read this, Hebrews 13, 17. It says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. And this is to the church, this is written. In Australia, Australians can be really bad at honouring authority. We see it on the news every night with government, and we see it in churches all the time. The people think they're the same as the ones who have to lead them. The grace and the anointing is different. And these guys carry a grace and an anointing to look after you. And so in your hearts, I encourage you to make sure that you have hearts of honour when it comes to our board. Have hearts of gratitude. Make sure that, especially when Charlie and I aren't around, these are the guys that you speak to. These are the guys that help oversee us. And they actually help us as pastors, senior pastors, they help us in our role. They help cover us in our role as well. And so I just want to say from Charlie and my heart, you come over here, Charlie, that, um, I mean, we're on the board as well, but we want to say, you know, we just want to say a huge thank you to you. We want to say we love you guys. We're so thankful for all the times, all the sacrifice, all the after hours board meetings we do. You know, they can often be, oh, they're all pretty fun normally, aren't they? But, you know, it's one of those things where you give a lot, you sacrifice a lot, and understand this church. And please, if, you're, if you consider yourself a mature Christian, hear this. When someone covers someone else spiritually, they then carry the weight of that. That's why pastors burn out so much. They, one of the reasons, they carry the weight. It's like a dome they cover. And, and, and our board is so important because they cover our church. These guys are not like everybody else. Don't treat them like, hey, mate, you know, slap on the back, you know, back of the head or something. They're our board. They need to be honoured. They need to be, and they need to be cherished. They need to be looked after. And so I just want to say from our heart to you guys, thank you. We honour you. We have the gratitude of attitude to you. Um, And so thank you. And uh, they might look young to you, but these guys have 15, 20 years ministry experience, some of them. Um, Some of them have been in ministry, literally. Matt's nearly like he's nearly forty, um, so um, <laughs> but not just that. It's um, I'm not the guy that goes, oh, they have to have grey hair to be on the board. That's small thinking. Biblically, it's not even correct. Uh, some some past biblically talks about having older people, but when it comes to what you carry in the spirit, yes. yeah. by the way, I'm open to all ages. Yeah. But when it comes to this season, yeah. I want to encourage you. You guys have carried us, so thank you for that. And uh, Nat has grey hair coming through as it is, and I've got some grey hair coming through. <laughs> Alex says she does too. Uh, so let's just give them a hand. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay. All right. Is that okay? God is in the thank you. Two more things I want to say I'm grateful for this year. This year I started a group called the Mighty Men Group. And, um, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a, I don't know if you know this. So I, I gathered 14 young, young men, um, aging from uh, 19 through to late 30s. And um, 
Most of them are in their 20s, though. And, and what, I, what I did is, I, it's just on my heart to, to raise up a bunch of young men who were different, who knew that God had done mighty things. And 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 1 says, These were the men who came to David at Ziglag, while he was banished from the presence of Saul, son of Kish. They were among the warriors who helped him battle. They were armed with bows and were able to shoot arrows and to sling stones right-handed and left-handed. And they were relatives of Saul from the tribe of Benjamin. And I just had on my heart just to, to get together with a bunch of next-generation guys and then once a month to invest things that I've learned uh, in a mentoring role to help them grow. A lot of them aren't married yet. A lot of them don't have kids yet. And just to help set some really big foundations in who they're called to be as men, as future dads, as future husbands, and uh, as future business owners or whatever their careers might entail. And, I, and once a month we get together and I just spend an hour just imparting into them. And only 14, 14 I think it is of them. And it's a powerful time. And for me, it's one of the highlights of my year has been meeting with these guys. And I just want to honour them. And I want to say thank you so much for your openness. I did require two things from them to join that group. One was that once a month they would meet with me. And secondly, that once a month they would see me one-on-one for one-on-one mentoring and I wouldn't have to chase them. The third thing actually was this, is that they would take what I've taught and pass it on to somebody else. And if they don't do that, they don't stay in the group. So we say, who have you passed on what was taught last time? That way they're discipling somebody else. And we've just seen such great fruit from those young guys. I've seen them really grow this year. And, and I just want to say to those men, young men, thank you. Thank you for your openness. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for believing that God can use you greater and you can see amazing things happen. And I just want to say I believe in you. I want to say that I am here to see you succeed. And I just want to just say that the blessing of God is upon your life. You are mighty men. You are mighty warriors. You are ones that God has set apart. And so be honoured this morning. Be blessed this morning in Jesus' name. The last group I want to honour is this. I want to honour the hidden heroes. Matthew chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. And it's on the screen. You can turn there if you like. But Matthew 6, verse 3 and 4 says this. It says, But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I just think our church is full of hidden heroes. And this is something that I want to honour the over 60s for, because this year you've just been so exceptional. I honestly, so exceptional. Um, we've, had, we've had incredible, like, for example, like, if something goes on with someone in the over 55, over 60 age group, it used to have to be the pastors that knew everything. I'm now like the third or fourth person to know down the line. And I like that. Because it means that other people are looking after people. And people like Greg and Helen um, have been exceptional this year. And, 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 and I mean, there's so many of you, but we just wanted to say we, we honour you. Thank you for loving each other. Thank you for caring. Thank you for looking after each other. Thank you that when there's new people that you take them out for meals and look after them and, and show them. We, the next generation needs the older generation to teach them the things that God's taught you. Thank you for that. Um, and also the hidden heroes in our church are the ones that do things all the time and no one ever sees it. And our church from all age groups is full of people who do this consistently. They make meals for people and no one sees it. They come out and they do gardening and no one sees it. There's people who are serving in different roles and no one ever sees it. And they, that's okay because they understand that their reward comes from God. And the great thing about it is that it's hidden. And I want to say we're so blessed as a church because we're a church full of hidden heroes. <laughs> and, and so in, from my heart to yours, from Charlotte's heart to yours, we have a gratitude of attitude. And we say we honour you, we thank you. And let us be a church that going into next year gets better and better at this. And, and uh, we had an email sent to us from, I'm going to finish in a moment, we had an email sent to us from our, our national president of the ACC. And he said the greatest need, they think, in society today, this is done by secular studies, the greatest need 
is a need of kindness. How amazing is that? That society today in Australia, talking about Australia specific, the greatest need is actually kindness. Genuine, heartfelt kindness. And Charlie and I, Charlotte says to me every now and then, Benaya, you're the kindest guy I know. And I think, why don't more people think that? Some people think I'm the devil. But I know I'm kind. And the reason I say that is not to make me feel good or look good. or It's to tell you that that's our heart for our church. I want our church to be the kindest church. I want us to be the most loving church. I want us to be the most open, the most... We look after each other. We, we build each other up. We find ways to spur each other on. This is revival culture. Can I hear an amen? And we're committed to it in our hearts. We're committed to it in our lives. And every week we have in our schedule, we make room just to do acts of kindness for people. And we don't tell anyone what those kindness deeds are, but we do it because it helps our soul. And so from me to you, I want to say, let's continue to be a church of kindness. Because there's many churches that aren't kind. There's many Christians that aren't kind. All you've got to do is go on social media and see comments that Christians leave and they're not kind. And so I'm just have for us going to 2020, I want us to be a church of extreme kindness. A, a church that was just so kind. Jesus was so kind. The one group of people he wasn't kind to, if you notice, were the religious people. Everyone else, he was just time and energy and listen and yes, come to my house, let's go get a meal together. And there was just this act of kindness. Remember, it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Who here wants to be a part of a church where people are kind? Listen, a kind church will grow because this is it. If the greatest society needs today, we have a lot of needs, but if the greatest need is kindness, then if God's house reflects God's kindness, imagine what society would do. And we hear that amazing testimony of that family where someone in church said, I'm going to go out of my way and buy them Christmas presents. It's an act of kindness. And they don't know how to respond. They're emotionally in tears because they're like, we were in need and someone was kind. And next year you hear me preach about this. Jesus continually showed kindness. And it resulted in lives changed. So if you want to be a part of a church that is kind then you're in the right place. If you want to be a part of a church that makes kindness our backbone, then you're in the right place. And so when it comes to what God's doing here, I want to say thank you, Father God, for the hidden heroes. Thank you for the ones this year who have done things in secret and given and, and volunteered. Thank you to our volunteers. You are the heart and soul of our church. There's no doubt about it. Our volunteers are the backbone of our church. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So thank you for all the hard work, all the time, all the effort in Jesus' name. Does that sound good? I'm just going to invite Pastor Joel. Come up here. Come up here, Joel. What have we got? Uh, we're going to hand out stuff. Hand it out. We've got some stats for you before we finish. They are very glossy. They are very pretty to look at. Wow. You can put these on the fridge at home. You can thank God for different things. And before we finish, we're just going to have a little read through it, um, which is great. 2019 stat report for you. Come on. Um, I might grab one too if I could. Um, maybe if I could grab yours, Marky. That'd be good. Fantastic. If you're new to church, I'm Joel. Hello. Say hello, Joel. And we are Celebration Church. So, of course, we know how to celebrate. Um, it's in the name. So, we've got these for you. We're going to go through them and celebrate some amazing things. And also, they can fold out, they can go on your fridge. You can put them on your revision mirror, in your car. Just have them around so you can see them on your windscreen. And that'll be great. You ready to go through them, boss? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. First stat. We have had 1,072 individual people reach through services, connect groups, and community connects this year. Oh, come on. Celebrate. It's okay to celebrate. We are well. We are well. That doesn't include all the people that we've, we've done some different camps and conferences and a whole bunch of things on the top of that, but just through our regular stuff. Over a thousand, which I think is worth celebrating. All right. Well, let's just pick and choose some of this because people mm. can read like. different ones. But um, we'll go to the Crossword one. 
oh, 786,000 words preached this year. Mm. Wow, that's a lot of words. I wonder how many words we actually listened to. Probably about 50, the average yeah. person in the room. No, <laughs> no quite well, more than well, that. Hey, it's more okay. than that, church. That's a lot of words, though. Mm. Um, what else have we got? We've had 29 special events. We've had Sisterhood Band of Brothers, Young at Heart, Business Network, Breakfast, Young Adults Camps, and more, which is fantastic. Our second last stat there on the very bottom, we have had 7,885,416 new red wood chips installed in our gardens. Wow, that's amazing. So I had to count and do some cubic measurements, um, but we did it. Uh, it was fun counting wood chips. Um, I didn't count all of them, just 647 in a container and did the maths. Come on, just do the maths, church. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. Look, the gardens look good, hey? He's enjoying yeah. I'm just, yeah, they look great. So, um, uh, weekly, uh, sorry, monthly connect group attendance, 171 different people. That's great <sighs> meeting in our connect group. Come so, on. that's uh, definitely the heartbeat of our church is community there, which is great. Uh, look at the sticks one. Let's read that one. The... <laughs> 1,190 kilograms of sticks and trees I count a tree as a stick, collected at our Celebration Church Working Bees. So thank you if you've ever picked up a stick and moved it down the back and created quite a fire hazard, um, but we'll, we'll <laughs> fix that in the new year. Who was at the Church Working Bee this year where the, the fire truck came and Pastor and I was down there with a hose with very low water pressure, <laughs> surrounded by smoke, and the fire truck came and he was just there fighting that. Uh, self-made fire. It was under control, by the way. It was under control. But uh, anyway. They've come out four times as a church and they haven't fined us once. So yeah. praise God. Yes, that's good. <laughs> so this year we've had 381 new people and guests uh, come along this year to our church. We are a well. We are yeah. a well. And just off that, if you go down to uh, the pastors, so we've had 168 uh, pastors and leaders from other churches who have come to this house and been blessed, uh, received from our church. Remember, we are a well of refreshing yeah. for others. Um, so we want to say thank you, God, for that. And even in that well of 381 people, there's actually over 35 different churches that we've got to actually be a refreshing well to from ACC events, pastors, catch-ups, and them actually coming and sitting in our service to be refreshed, which is Definitely a part of our call as a well. Yeah, what else do you want to look at? I want to look at a very important statistic, second from the top. The Social Media Influencers Awards across three different social media platforms. Let me explain these to you if you don't know what these things are. YouTube um, is a video thing. We've already self-promoted uh, Tom and Chasing Freedom. He has just under 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, our very own no, China. Listen, listen to the wording. Just under. Just under. So Edge is like, wow. Just under. You can look it up. It will get there maybe one day, but it's not quite there yet. Just under. Just under 100,000. Deceiving, 000. deceiving. Anyway. Um, our very own words. China. Um, Guy Sebastian's best friend. 16,000 followers on Instagram. Whoa. And a very interesting thing this that is happened amazing. this week. There is a new social media platform called TikTok. It's very interesting. And as of seven days ago, when uh, Deb officially started her account through her stage daughter, Mim, she has had over 506,000 views on seven videos. That is a real stat. It is very confusing. Is Deb in the room? She's out there making more video content uh, for TikTok. So go see her. She can sign your Bible if you want. Um, $10 a signature. Sure. $10 yeah. a signature. Yeah, sure famous. So isn't it great to have famous people in church? Okay, um, cool. Interesting stat. We've had, when it comes to giving, 72% give online now. So 17% cash and 11% FPOS. So it's definitely changing that. Podcast listens, over 3,000 this year, which is great. Um, largest connect group was actually a kids play group which had 61 new parents and kids go to that throughout this year which is fantastic for our community connect for our website as well over 20 different countries have been visiting our website and our podcast yeah. including the united arab emirates isn't that nice it's great 
shout in out, Zimbabwe. Shout out to them right now. And Turkey. Hashtag Old Testament. Love it. <laughs> uh, you, church, love your coffee. We've had 2,686 coffees drunk this year. Um, so it explains why you're so wide in church. I do think it's the coffee and the power of God, the probably the coffee as well. Um, so I really great. like this one because it's a shout out to our youth and our young adults. Over three buckets of tears cried during this year's youth and young adult camp pranks. So we collected all those individual tears and put them in a standard size bucket. Uh, so thank you. And one and a half of those was by one of our interns, Ryan, who cried. He broke down. He was very upset. Ryan got so angry at camp that he needed to go back to the auditorium after midnight and just worship to calm himself down. As a real story, good reminder for all of us, go back to worship. That's so good. What else? We had a, over 50,000 given to our miracle offering this year, which is great. Um, and just, just an update on where that's at. We've obviously been um, be able to spend some of that on the property. Um, we're going to be sending uh, in the new year those gifts to pastors. So some of you have been asking about how that's going. We thought, let's wait until uh, next year and let's do that as well. So that's on the way. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, volunteers, 32,000 volunteer hours served, which is 5,000 more than last year. So thank you to you. Tonight we're going to bless you guys. Uh, what else have we got? Yeah. Joel took 11 weeks of holidays this year. 11 weeks this year. Thank you. That's why he's so refreshed. That's why I'm so refreshed. And just so you know, because I've got to explain this, because you'd be like, what? Is that normal? Rest is best. When Charlie and I were overseas for six months a couple of years ago, Joel didn't take holidays for six months, so he had a backlog of holidays. And I said to him this year, you need to burn through your backlog of holidays. And so every second week, Joel's been away. Yes. Been... Sitting at home, <laughs> praying. Yeah, Netflix. Ah, so it's good. Um, there are lots of things to be thankful for as a oh, church. We do have to give the official correction. Uh, yeah, true. There's a correction here. It says 67,785 photos of people lifting their hands in worship. It's actually individual hands. So not photos, but there's 67,000 photos of individual hands we have. Does that make sense? So we went through and counted those hands. I just don't want there to be any errors in this. I want it to be statistically accurate. Is this because you love hands so much? Yeah, it's a big hand counter in, right. in school. Really into <laughs> Counting hands. There's <laughs> a lot of photos, but yeah, that's why we have to correct that. So yeah, good things are happening. We're blessed as a church. God's definitely uh, moving, but let's give Joel a big hand for doing that. That's fantastic. We have another moment for you guys. Can I grab the mic now? Why don't we welcome Pastor Charlie up here? Come on. The bump is getting bigger, church. The bump, my bump is getting yeah, bigger. It's like you're holding your own uh, uh, stomach there. Has anyone tried to touch Pastor Charlie's bump at all? Have you noticed how she just like, like snaps at you straight away? No one can touch the bump. I've seen one of the interns go for it and she slaps them across the face. No, that's not true. Oh, no, I'm that's joking. It was a punch in the face. No, I'm joking. It's okay. I'm a youth pastor. I've got to do... Oh, joke landed. Knock, knock. I don't have a joke. Um, but we want to take some time. We're going to do this tonight as well at our department uh, volunteers red carpet awards gift party. And we're going to honour them tonight as well. But we just want to take this moment to honour our amazing senior pastors. Thank them. thank them for a few different things. In reflection, I always like to end my year with Thanksgiving, and I bring it around different areas in life, and one of them is you guys. So I want to celebrate four things that I'm incredibly thankful, uh, thankful for that our senior pastors are and do. Is that okay? Can I do this on behalf of us, our board, department leaders, our church? 
You're amazing dancers. No, joking again. Sorry, I can be serious. Um, the first thing is I'm thankful that you guys are kings and queens of culture. That you have intentionally, even this year with relationship series, our church code, you intentionally set culture as a couple, but then you impart as a church for us to have kingdom culture, to come back to kindness, to come back to honour, to come back to being intentional parents that uh, set an example for our kids so they love God, be intentional about how we honour God with our Sundays and our time and Christmas traditions. So I'm incredibly thankful that we don't just have pastors that say it, but actually live out a kingdom culture that um, our church is so cultured. We know why we do what we do because you guys have pioneered so much of that for us. The second thing is that you are kind. Um, you're kind to us as a church family. Um, as Pastor and I said, not many people know, or no one really knows what senior pastors carry, but roughly every single week, I see these two put out about four or five fires in church. So it can be different dramas between people. You said, what about me? I'm going to stab you. No, that's youth. Um, but intentionally, they put kindness towards our board members when they're being precious. Uh, intentionally, you show kindness. You show kindness to other pastors. That are, uh, Every single week, I hear Pastor Mara on the phone to different pastors, encouraging them, lifing them, fighting for shepherds of other houses. So I'm thankful that um, the kindness and the safe place that you are, not just to our board, not just to every single person in our church, but our community and the wider church um, across our state and across our nation. Third thing is this. I'm Thankful for your intentional vision that you are big people. I'm thankful that you don't believe for small things, um, that you continue to fight to bring it back to the big, to drown out drama, to drown out church as usual, and come back to believing God for revival, come back to believe God for bigger things than we could do just doing church as usual. Um, and I'm so thankful that inside of that bigness, you are people that genuinely believe in betterment. You haven't arrived. You encourage us as a board and as a church family to keep on seeking Jesus, to keep on improving, to keep on taking risks. Um, I love the faith that you bring. And the last thing um, that I'll share today is just that you are Jesus-centered. You quiet the noise of voices and you bring people back to Jesus. I, I have an insight into our pastoral team and our staff, probably unlike many of us. I get to sit in many conversations during the week, but you always bring things back to Jesus. What is the kindness of God in this? What is it in heaven right now? How should we respond to this well? How should we be wise in how we're looking after that? How should we protect our church family? How should we do this? You bring it back and you silence noise and you bring it back to Jesus. And many, many pastors do that, but you do that in an exceptional way. So we're incredibly thankful for everything you do, the fact that you fight for us as a church family, the fact that uh, even the fact that you'll take holidays, that you trust God with His church, you trust what he's doing, that you're willing to um, let God do what only God can do. So we're incredibly thankful. We're actually going to finish our service today um, this way. We also have flowers. There's a gift tonight that you guys, we have for you as well, and some, some letters and some things. But there's some flowers we want to thank you guys for. And we're actually, um, oh, asparagus. How nice is that? Is that asparagus? Funky fresh, I love it. Three asparaguses, that's so good. Asparagus eye, how do you say plural of as asparaguses? Asparagi, thank you, church. Everyone say asparagi. At the end of every service, we commission our church family to go out and do amazing things. But I think we should just take this opportunity, this moment right now as a church family, to get our hands on our senior pastors and commission them for a continued new season. As they said, the last 12 months, 18 months has been finding their raw. But I would love for us as a church family to gather and pray over them. And on behalf of us, I want to pray for them, pray for the baby. Um, slaps me in the face. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, pray for the baby this season. Even this season of rest, they're taking some time in January, which I'm so thankful for. Um, but let's, why don't we stand to our feeders church family. Can I get you guys down here? And if you can, um, come down. This is an honor moment. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. We're allowed to honor. We can take some time. Double honor for pastors. I think that's a good idea. So many hands. We need an aircon as a church. And I'd just love to pray for us as a church family. If you can, just reach out your hand towards them. I believe in showing honor. 
I believe that we win when Moses' hands are held up. So why don't we take this moment to celebrate and thank them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank you for our amazing senior pastors. We thank you for the anointing on their lives to lead us and to move us forward. More than that, God, we thank you for who they are in your kingdom, the character that they carry, the grace on them to pioneer, the grace on them to inspire, the grace on them to raise up revivalists that impact different spheres in our community, in our world. I thank you for the grace on them to raise up innovators, innovators in different industries, innovators in your house, innovators in families. And right now, God, we just pray for them. Right now, Holy Spirit, I just pray a few specific things over them. I pray that there be a season of refreshment and in feeling God, that you give them a joy like none before. We pray, Holy Spirit, that even right now in this moment, that the well that is them would bubble up afresh to new levels, that they would be people that go so deep in your presence. But even right now, Holy Spirit, I pray for supernatural, refreshing, and life from your world. Right now, Lord God, I just pray for fresh shield bearers to come out of the woodworks. I pray, God, for mighty men and mighty women that will guard them and will stand with them in the future seasons of our church, Holy Spirit. I pray right now as a church family, God, we pray against familiarity. We pray that this be a house of honor, that this be a house of kingdom on earth. So we pray right now, Lord, for protection over both of them. We pray for baby holiday. We pray that the head be a reasonable size in Jesus' name. We pray, Jesus, that you would protect their family. We pray, God, that they'll continue to pioneer a new normal of what it is to raise a young child in your house. So we just anoint them right now, Lord. We thank you for them, the blessing that they are. We take this moment to honor them. And may your presence fill them like never before and give them fresh vision for the new places you've called our church to go. Encourage them, bless them, and feel your presence in them. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. 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 Let's put our hands together. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.